was a good overwhelming because every time you do a flip, you know, you, you turn, it was an amazing picture, an amazing space. The transitions to one space to another one, it was, you know, it was closed and then it was open and then it was closed and you didn't feel like you were in a huge building. It was like if you were in a garden. <laughs> I really like that. Welcome to the Akyan Podcast, India's very own architecture podcast. I'm your host Manish Paul Simon and today will be the very first episode Life of a Mexican Architect with Ariadna Lopez. Before we start with today's episode, please do check out our website which is akgyan.com that's a r c h g y a n.com and please do subscribe to our weekly newsletter where you will get updates whenever a new episode is released and follow us on Instagram we go by the handle of akgyan that's a r c h g y a n thanks for listening guys and hope you guys learn a ton from this episode today we have with us ariadna lopez who has been practicing as an architect for the past 10 years She has worked with the best firms in Mexico and she has tremendous knowledge in the industry. She is also an avid traveler where she makes it a point to take a break from work every year to travel to a new country. And she's visited India for the first time last month where she came and stayed over at our place since I'm an Airbnb host and we had great conversations over architecture in India and Mexico. She has a lot of interesting stories to tell us about vernacular architecture, the similarities between Indian and Mexican culture and travel. So it's great to have you here in the Akyan podcast, Ariadna. Please do give us an introduction of yourself. Okay. Uh first of all, thank you Manish for inviting me to this podcast. Um yeah, it was um it's a really nice way as I told you when you told me that you were an architect. I was like, "Oh my god, I have so many questions." because uh yeah I was traveling around one month in India and you can see a lot of stuff but you have so many questions and then you ask people but maybe they actually they will give you a response but maybe not the one that you want like more technical so it was a blast to to meeting you <laughs> in the last stop of of my trip awesome so before we get to the architecture part uh, let us talk about your travels So how was your experience uh, traveling across India? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, uh I would say like in one word it was pretty intense in every in every sense of the of the word because um when you travel uh you are you have to open your five senses, you know, it's you have to absorb new uh new visual stuff new sounds uh new language new ways of transportation new food also so your five senses are like like super open super to try to adapt because because you have to adapt and in india i think it's you have to do it faster because if not i mean you cannot have a lot of time to uh you know to digest maybe uh, this information and while that while you are doing that like in another country like regular like you are walking and seeing stuff here people approach you and ask you like where are you from and so it's kind of 
yeah, you have to be like your brain is like 100, 200% working all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. It must have been very overwhelming for you, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right. So uh, how is it different traveling as an architect compared to other professionals? Do you see the world in, with a different perspective? Uh, of course, yes. Um, I mean, I think you don't need to go outside to to have this different view. I mean, I, I don't know who is um, listening this podcast, but I think as an even as a student of architecture, if you have I don't know uh, one year study, yeah, um, I think they like not even six months later, they go inside school. If you go to the same street, to the same uh, supermarket, like that uh, traject, you know, you can see differently. You will see it because now you know that window is constructed this way. I mean, you can do it daily. You don't need to go outside to, to, to know that you will see it totally different i think as an architect we are very criticized about it right. you know i don't know if that has happened to you that you you see things before the college so different that you see it now and you are always like oh this why is this color and why is this height and and people like my mother, my family, you know, my father, they are always like, why you are always asking that? So if you go to a restaurant, for example, you ask like, oh, they should not put this or this is wrong or this is nice. The bathrooms and people are laughing always like, why you are so weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's the career, I guess. And uh, I think you told me that you like B.V. Doshi's buildings and Charles Kuria's. I thought that uh, Balkrishna Doshi uh, has a lot of vernacular uh, architecture in, in his... I think he adapts like originally characteristics to a contemporary vision. And he created a new style with that. So I was really impressed. I mean, when I saw it in the books or the internet, right? I, I, I think like, oh my God, this window is so beautiful and uh, these stairs are so nice. And then when I have the opportunity to travel around India, I can see that those things in the, you know, in their little houses next to the railway tracks. And I say, oh, this is, I mean, it's lovely. And it's inspiring how he took that that you see every day and put it in his in his architecture for all the world to see it. So you're talking about the houses next to the railway tracks, next to the railway station. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like them. That's a nice observation. Yeah, it's well, Indian trains are always like more hours. <laughs> so one day I, I spent... The whole day in a train, just watching. And I really enjoy it. It was not at all a waste of time. It, it was not. I, I, I took a lot of videos. I took a lot of photos because uh, you can see how people uh, construct their own houses. And uh, you can see that. So we'll continue. You were talking about Indian architecture and your observations while traveling the train and all that. 
Yeah, for example, I also, uh, Doshi, I really, really loved the Indian Institute of Management in Bangalore. Indian Institute of Management, yeah. It was, wow, it was a good overwhelming because every time you um, do a flip, you know, you, you turn, it was an amazing picture, an amazing space. Yeah, the the the, inter- the transitions to one space to another one. It was you know it was closed and then it was open and then it was closed and you didn't feel like you were in a huge building. It was like if you were in a garden. <laughs> I, I really like that. What did you notice the most as an architect traveling across India, apart from the buildings? Well, India, it's a huge country. You know, it's it's kind of the same scale of Mexico we we know that for going to one point of the city to another one it will take you maybe an hour or more so we are really accustomed to that kind of uh, scale while in Europe you can do if you go two hours in a train you can cross the whole country right yeah but in India it's very different it'll take you two yeah. hours to cross one from one side of the city to the other yeah because of the and traffic. the traffic too. Yeah. We, we we have all the all the similar issue, and so everyone here asks me, "Oh, you were just in India? You didn't do more countries?" And I say, and I just think, and I was like, "Yeah, I was just in India, but every city was so different from each other, you know, and it's in inside the same. I mean." First, to, to get there, the distance was like three, four hours, maybe the, the least. Then the people was totally different from one city. Uh, the food also was, the dishes were completely, um, you know, you have diversity food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the weather, the weather in one place was raining, in the other one was sunny, in the other one, I mean, it's a complete huge uh, different and what you said it was really interesting because architecture and urban planning it's not the buildings uh, for to say it's the people it's how they they behave it's all of this cultural stuff so for example Chandigarh <laughs> I was like where are all Indians gone I mean <laughs> I could not see like in 10 minutes rickshaw trip, I could, cause it was raining also. So I could not see even one person. And it, it felt like, it felt like it was not India. But uh, of course, um, Mumbai also, it's completely different from uh, Aragabad, for example, right? So I, I really enjoy it uh, to, to see how the city, how the people was totally, it's this diversity, you know. Even in the same city, every day was totally different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it, was, it was really fun. And India, it's really... Um, it's a very diverse nation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's talk more about you. Why did you choose architecture as a profession? Did you always want to become an architect? Yeah, I think uh, since little girl, I was, you know, doing uh, the houses for my dolls. I I could spend like four hours playing like 
uh, grabbing my members and my family stuff to to imagine that oh this is here her room and this is the stairs with blocks you know and when I finish and I actually I have to start playing with them I was like five minutes playing and then was I oh, I I am bored so I uh, I have to put everything back <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, and then when I was in, maybe when I was like 17, and I didn't want, I didn't know what to study. Uh, I liked to draw and I liked colors, and my parents were like, maybe you want to be a graphic designer, and I was like, mm, yeah, but no. Like I always knew that architecture or something like creative will be what I'd like to 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 study. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's a nice story. Yeah. <laughs> so you joined architectural studies in UNAM. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, architecture faculty in UNAM that it's the national uh, university. It's a public one. It's a five years course. So how was your architectural studies uh, in UNAM? How was the experience uh, studying architecture? Okay. Uh in this kind of university you start uh, the course with 80 people maybe 80 persons and through the five years they only will graduate 10 persons of that course oh wow yeah it's really intense and um, a lot of people desert or start like uh, going going behind you know like uh the professors that are teaching are well-known architects because a lot of people love because it's for free i mean they charge you it will be like maybe 10 rupees for, oh, okay. for a year yeah while private ones are really really expensive It's really hard. Also, you have to take if you come from a private background in schools, you have to take a exam, and uh, like maybe 10% of the population that has this exam will be accepted. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to to go in, and I, well, I didn't mention, but I also the, uh, the an exchange in Argentina. I lived in Buenos Aires in the middle of it. Yeah, and I also did a workshop in Colombia. Oh, nice. That was during your five-year course in UNAM. Yeah, and I think that's the reason why I started like like to, to travel because I can notice there that uh, it was completely different point of view. I mean, right. in UNAM, I was like, oh, like a good student. And then when I go to Buenos Aires, I was a really bad student because... The professor asked completely different stuff. Uh, you know, it's a completely way uh, to see architecture. And at the beginning, I was really frustrated because I was like... language uh, is the same, right? It's in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all also sp Spanish, but they work in a different way. For example, in here in Mexico, you can see that it's the shape, the volume, the, you know, the models. Right. And in Argentina, it was more like theoretical, like like the discourse, you know, of the 
of why you are doing this. Yeah, this shape is nice, but why you are doing it and also the materials. So as a student, the beginning was like asking me what, why I'm doing wrong. But then when you start thinking, it's like a different point of view. So I think, yeah, like traveling is it's lovely because of that, because you meet a, another point of view. And also in Colombia, it was really interesting because it was a workshop international and you was your team, they, they form it. So every person of that team was from a different background. It was, I was with um, Brazilian people, with uh, Spanish people, with, uh, with people from Chile also, and we have to do a project. Oh, nice. So it was super interesting because, for example, Brazilians were more about bioclimate, you know, Chileans were more about landscape and public spaces. Uh, Spanish were more like um, the way that they represent the project. So it was a really and you were more nice about experience. The scale and space and all that. Yeah, shape. Shapes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And also the professors were from different. So one professor tells you one thing, the other one corrects another thing. I, I really like that experience. It was really good for me, I guess, as, as a forming architect. That's awesome. So after you finished your uh, architecture studies, did you uh, join a job or did you start traveling? Oh, no. I While I was uh, studying, I started to, to work to gain experience that I think it's really important. So you have an internship program, like six months or one year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, six, six months. And uh, yeah, and after that, I, when I finish, I travel to Europe with, with friends and I, I really enjoy it. And then I, I like this, you know, this kind of see different stuff because sometimes I mean that was the first time when I went to Argentina the first one I go out to the country yeah and it was really I didn't even know that the food was different and you have this tiny point of view of the world and when you go out you realize there are so much different stuff and uh, different ways to do to, to act, to, to, I don't know. You become more open as a person and you expand your exactly. horizons. Exactly. Yeah, and you become also more tolerant, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm sure after your Indian trip, uh, you must be very tolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you worked for one of Mexico's uh, best firms called uh, Studio MMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it like working for them? Like, was it very stressful or how was the experience? Yeah, I mean, not only for them, I think. Stress will be in every contest or in every delivery that you have to do. I don't know how it's in India, this school, but in UNAM, for example, since little, since students, they teach us to not to sleep because you have a delivery or to... Not to eat sometimes. You don't have t the time to do it. Yeah, ours is almost the same. Yeah, yeah. I when I was in Sept in Ahmedabad, right. I was in the architecture uh, building, and I saw this guy that was like sleeping over the tables, and I was like, oh, uh, it's the same in Mexico. Yeah, yeah it's you pretty know? normal. Yeah. 
in our yeah, and we yeah and with a big pot of coffee next <laughs> yeah so I think right now 10 years after I don't know if if that's good because all your life they they teach you that it must be like that and now I think maybe the quality of life it's not as good as other persons like economics like uh, mercadology for example that they have like they work from nine to six and that's it and then you can do whatever you want and in architects you go nine and you have no idea where where it's going to stop like maybe six but maybe eight or maybe the other day <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> So you cannot have the time to go to the cinema, to go to you with your family, to go with your boyfriend. So it's 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 difficult. And uh, what kind of projects you handled so far, like working for Studio MMX or the other firms you worked for? Uh, okay, uh, we do a lot of contests. They do they are like the little firms that do urban complex. So a lot of contests of urban planning. Uh, also houses and uh, little galleries and I was coordinating uh, this huge complex building of apartments in Santa Fe actually that is the center of Mexico no Santa Fe it's like uh, at the east of the city it's a new new neighborhood Okay, like that a development. Was, yeah, exactly. Was created for big enterprises and big skyscrapers. And it's kind of not like for pedestrians to go in there. You need a car. Oh, it's, it's a car-only zone. Yeah, it's. I, I don't like it. I prefer the neighborhood kind of life lifestyle, like antiques. Yeah. So you said that you would be starting your own practice and that uh, you like interiors a lot. So when did you decide to uh, start on your own or and why? Okay, it was like a really different uh, situation. Why? Because when you see, a, a, I realized that because when you finish a house and it's empty and you go and you take photographs and you imagine how it will be, then you have this idea as an architect right. and then you come back one year later and you see that the client uh well he decorated and the kids are living there and they put stamps on the wall and it's completely different as you imagine so i was starting to think that the same room with i don't know with four walls it's completely different if you you design it you put another curtain you put a you paint it of another color you put a table different so it changes the same even if if it was made by an architect or it was made by yourself and i mean it's like it's like a dress or i i just see it like that like yeah go ahead, it's go ahead. a the same skin but you can wear it differently i i also saw that in after the earthquake here i was 
checking my building and the apartments are the same. The, it was 15 apartments. And I entered to everyone and everyone was completely different. I mean, the beds, the, you, I mean, it was so different space. And I was in love with that because it was the same skeleton. Right. But you, you, when you go enter, you cannot read it as that because of the objects, the lamps, the frames in the walls, the everything, everything completely. So I think it's sometimes you don't put that effort to think of how it will be, but it's really, really important. Even the light. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and there's a lot of details, right, in the interiors. Yeah, that you have to to take care of it. Right. So you said that people in uh, Mexico prefer vernacular architecture to contemporary architecture nowadays. Why do you think that is happening? I think now it's uh, returning. I guess Mexican architecture has always been a nationalist. Like uh, UNAM, for example, is one of the most examples. We have murals in the facade you know and even though when we have or all the world have this eclecticism uh, style when we start doing like european or try to imitate that right. european buildings it always has this mexican point of view like juan o'gorman you know yeah. it was when 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 it came from from these ideas from France and from Le Corbusier and stuff. Yeah, it was like, again, the skeleton, it was maybe European, but the colors like blue and pink and yellow, it was so Mexican. Yeah, you guys use a lot of saturated colors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you like the pastels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it was like a, such a beautiful mix. And um, now I think... We have this review like, oh, Mexico, colorful and stuff that maybe now it's not color at all. We use bricks, the, the, new, the new architecture, it's using bricks and it's using uh, blocks, but they are not painting it. They are putting the, the material, the finish, like, is it? They are not painting it. They are not, you know, like, it's not a disguise. It's what it is. It's like Louis Kahn, like with the brick, you know, it's orange and it will be orange and you won't paint it. Okay. Because so it's the, the brick material wants to be the brick. and concrete. Or, and exactly. It's not much of paint. No, no, no. It's it's like the real one. You know, it's not an scenography like a theater. Right. So do you see any similarities between Indian and Mexican architecture? Like how... Indian and Mexican food is almost the same. Yeah, maybe in the little houses, I will say so, because they are colorful too. Yeah, okay. And also this huge, for example, contemporary architecture, like uh, it was the theater in Ahmedabad of Doshi, or the, yeah, or the Institute of Indology. Indology, okay. Yeah, and uh, in here we have those big uh, buildings too concrete and and we want to you know maybe that's like a new like a style that of 2000s i think but now we are going back to you know um straw ceilings and i saw it a lot when i was traveling from i think hampi or maybe badami right. that kind of architecture like 
uh, soil when they put soil and straws and the uh, wreath ceilings so more earth architecture yeah exactly and now in here the new firms of uh, young architects are taking that also from like little villages and then they are like interpreting interpreting it or reinterpreting it and put it into contemporary architecture i i think it's a really nice gesture instead of this high tech style that i really really hate with the big structures even you don't need it like steel skeletons yeah uh, glass facades exactly like uh, blue ones and oh no 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 how is mexico using technology to get better in how they practice architecture like you guys still use autocad sketchup or you you guys use uh, revit that's hard because every firm it's totally different i mean i've been in firms that they don't do even one uh, model in you know in paper right paper model and for example studio mmx it's always doing models that's the first step right to see the space to work with hands to do 20 options before choosing five and then develop those five and then choose three and show it to the client so you have a 3d printer yeah 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 they will no 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 with hands oh yeah okay we have yeah 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 it's a lot of time but if you do it like three printed you have to do it first in the computer so it, here it's more like first like old school you know drawing cutting and they have another firms that they will use revit since day one to see the space or other ones to to autocad So every firm it's completely different story. So who's your favorite uh, Mexican architect? Like who, who do you think inspired you the most? Mm, I would say I I really love Mario Pani. He studied in he was also one of the pupils of Le Corbusier in France. And then he he studied there and then he came back to Mexico in the 40s and in 60s and it was this really nice um age of architecture here because right. they started doing planning cities and planning um uh, living uh, buildings complex for people and but with mix of of Mexico it was i think it was the last age when when politics and was interested in developing cities like really now it's more like money interest you know uh do a building with a lot of apartments even they are tiny in order to gain more money and back days they do infrastructure oh let's put a let's create a subway stations and transportation and they were like really really thoughtful yeah to give quality to the people and to function and now it's completely a different story okay so why do you think that is that has happened because of corruption and uh... yeah it's corruption it's also that we don't have any more space i mean 
before the the solars were really huge and now it's when you find a solar empty it costs a lot of money because it's inside the city if you want uh, the same price you won't get it like you have to travel two hours from from your work to have a nice space if not you will have an apartment of maybe uh, 40 now 40 meters square so what is your goal as an architect uh, to bringing change to the world? I think that's really ambitious to think that you, as an architect, can change the world. I think it may be sound a little bit corny, <laughs> but I think you can do it not only as an architect, as a person, you know. Um, I think architecture is really elitist, you know. Only rich people can pay an architect. Right. So I think think I would love that uh, firms have these, uh, you know, like social programs with institutions, yeah, where, or even with the students, you know, that I think institutions of architecture is what we are, we, we need in order to create programs for social houses and uh, help those people who has not helped those people because they don't have money and they are like the population most most big so if they do their houses by themselves they are creating cities that that's the real city it's not one house that make this famous architect it's like 3000 houses that are made by people so maybe if the firms do a program where they can do a model of a little house for them, it will be so much better because it will be reproducing it, right? Yes, absolutely. For for free. Like a contribution to society. Exactly. Maybe one month per year, you you hire two persons to do that stuff. And I think you will, that way you can help your country, <laughs> the world and the persons. Yeah. I hope a lot of architects do that. But nowadays, architects also are behind money, right? Yeah, well, because it's also a cost for them. So maybe the government can do some plan. It's, it's that. It's not like um, architecture, actually. I think 25% is really made by an architect. And the other will be the client because they ask a lot of stuff. Right. They, they, I mean, it will happen to you, of course. You do a project and it's so different the beginning from the end because the client won't change. Also, the architecture like norm norms norms yeah they input some kind of stuff that you have to change it and also the the oh I don't know how to say it in English the immobiliarias yeah the contracts they want to gain money they don't care if it's the people that live in there will be oh, with a big salon or with a big kitchen. They, they don't care that. They care about, they don't want to spend more money than this and to gain a lot. Yeah, I think even we have the same mindset. Clients generally, they want to get maximum uh, done in a less amount of money, right? Yeah, so that's the new architecture actually. Now, it's not the one that made, it's made by by the design of an architect. Right. That's a fascinating idea. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Coming to a close, uh, what tips would you give to architects who would like to travel to other countries? Well, first, uh, you have to choose 
a really different country from yours and to be tolerant and to make a lot of questions to the people. Why is this? Why is this? Because that will help you also for architecture. I mean, it's it's a huge, huge world, you know, like it's awesome to travel and it will help you a lot as a person, as, as a person as and as to to understand also because sometimes you don't even know how you are or how you will react and to travel shows you the world yes but also shows you inside of you how how can you because when you travel you don't have anything like planning it will be always something that didn't go well and didn't um that you have to know how to you you will react, how you will solve the how problem. How to adapt and react. Exactly, like in you have five minutes to do it, so you have to think fast, and you have to to talk with people. That it's I think it's the most important. Talk to people, ask them, do you like to live here? Do you like I don't know. It's it's the people. It's the people you meet, the the trip. It's not the buildings. It's not the photographies. It's the experience. It's about culture and society and meeting other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, and I think if you have the money, you or uh, that's why I think you should uh, spend it in traveling and in food. That's the most important things. Yeah, because things it will break. It. I mean, when you were when you are going to be old, you will always be remembering your experiences. In, in, in so I, I will recommend that <laughs> awesome awesome Mariana. so thanks yeah, a ton yeah. for your time Ariadna it was great talking to you we learned a lot about travel and architecture and Mexican culture and Indian culture it, w- it was really awesome to have you here no thank you for inviting me and thank you for uh, this nice chat and I hope they uh, are interested in, in, in travel and I uh, hope to contribute contribute a little bit with uh, my little knowledge I have. And uh, it's just like as a person and also if they have any questions about Mexico and or, or whatever to travel tips, I am really, I will really happy that they asked me. All right. Thanks guys for tuning in to our very first episode of the Archeon podcast. I hope you liked our conversation with Ariadna. I learned a lot and I'm sure you guys did. You guys will get all the details in the show notes, which will be available on our website, archgyan.com. Also, please subscribe to us on all podcast platforms such as iTunes, Stitcher. And also check out CastBox for Android, which is a brilliant app for listening to podcasts. Please do search for Archeon and you will find us on whichever platform you guys listen to. This is the start of a very long journey which I hope will be fruitful and give you guys maximum value so you guys can become the best architects. Until next time, signing off, Manish.